You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. Some people say it started with Game of Thrones, or Lost, or Babylon 5. Somewhere along the way, television, especially genre television, went from episodic to serialized. Characters remembered what happened the previous week, and the audience was expected to keep tabs on both the unfolding plot and the character development. Eventually, episodic TV stopped being a thing, and stories started being spread out across an entire season. And it might have started on this day in 1978, with the premiere of Blake's Seven. I'm Jessica Lynn Verde, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for January 2nd. Blake Seven was the brainchild of Terry Nation, the same writer who created the BBC's grim pandemic series, Survivors, in 1975, and in 1963 had created Doctor Who's most enduring enemies, the Daleks. Nation pitched it in 1975, after the first season of Survivors had wrapped, with the idea to update the Robin Hood legend and add a dash of the Dirty Dozen. But this dystopian space opera on a BBC budget was given the time slot formerly belonging to a police drama, as well as the same budget as that police drama. So industrial light and magic, it wasn't. In fact, when some of the producers and visual effect artists went to see the UK premiere of Star Wars in late 1977, thinking they might find some inspiration for the new show they were already working on, they came out of the theater saying to each other, and I quote, my God, we shouldn't be doing this. Raj Blake and his cohorts are all convicted criminals of one kind or another. Thieves, smugglers, computer hackers, and even a killer who's been forced to accept a brain implant, preventing him from killing again. But Blake is a political agitator. He once led a rebellion against the fascist Terran Federation, and his memory was wiped as part of his punishment. But he's broken through the memory wipe, and he's dangerous again. The Federation banishes him, along with a shipload of other criminals, to the penal planet Cygnus Alpha. Their prison ship encounters a massive derelict ship of unknown design, and the prison ship's captain, smelling an opportunity for a salvage fee he could retire on, forces the prisoners to board the ship. Blake and his new comrades gain control of the ship, christen it the Liberator, and vow to use it as a weapon to topple the corrupt Federation. So right there you have one constant through line of the series, which lasted four seasons from 1978 to 1981. Another through line is the pair of characters the Federation tasks with capturing Blake dead or alive. Sultry Supreme Commander Servalon and Space Commander Travis, who was disfigured by Blake in a previous battle. Servalon is a constant through all four seasons. Travis keeps chasing Blake, well, until there's no more Blake to chase. That actually did happen. More on that in a moment. After season two, actor Gareth Thomas was itching to pursue more rewarding acting opportunities and didn't renew his contract as Blake. The show's writers promoted Kerr Avon, the ruthless, sarcastic computer expert who was convicted for trying to empty out the Federation's banking system to the leader of Blake's group. But the series was still called Blake 7. Having the lion's share of the action, as well as a lock on the show's famously witty one-liners, made actor Paul Darrow's career. The big through line stalking all of the characters in Blake 7, whether good or evil, is death. Members of Blake's crew die in the course of the story, and they stay dead with no sci-fi resurrections. In one case, an entire episode is spent following Blake's mourning process. 
Later in the series, even the Liberator is lost, and Avon and the few surviving members of his crew have to make do with a smaller, much less powerful ship. And it all leads up to a finale in which, well, let's just say charitably that not everyone makes it out alive. Writers such as J. Michael Straczynski of Babylon 5 fame have gone on the record to state that Blake 7 was an influence on them. So if you're wondering why so much sci-fi is now telling one big story, blame it on Blake and his cohorts. They liberated science fiction from its episodic roots. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for January 2nd. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry Podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.rottenberry.com.